with the middle finger. Fuck the system, huh? <laughs> the feather. No, I got a good conversation about that, too. Damn, dude, a lot's happened in between now. Because there's this um, <laughs> one chick that I know who's Native American, and she, she gave me this uh, really good insight on the culture and stuff that I never, ever thought about. Um, just so many different things that they do, and like living on the reservation and growing up on the reservation as well. You're Native American, right? Mexican. Ah, oh, fuck, I thought you were. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not bad. It's the thick black hair is what, I get is, that is what got a me. Lot. You know what's so funny? I never run into Native American people, really, but you are somebody who could pass as a Native American person. But, I, I, but being around them a little bit more, I kind of mm-hmm. have a better understanding of what they kind of look like. But um, No, I'm... Yeah, where are you from again? Yeah, tell me like that a little bit. Born and then raised where? Well, I was raised in Chicago. Born in Mexico, raised in Chicago. Okay. Uh, But every every time I go out, and not every time, a lot of the times when I go out, I'll have people just just ask me for no, not prompt and for no reason. They'll just ask me what tribe I'm from. Yeah, I can see that. That's so funny. (laughs) Uh, Although it would bother me. When it was just white people asking oh, me, oh fuck yeah, that's because I that ha- I mean it on Capitol Hill it happened quite of a bit. Course. I would have uh, I would have right. white dudes who have purple and blue hair. Oh, so yeah, ask me what tribe I'm from. Right, and uh, what I wanted to say is, is that appropriate? Like, should you be asking me what just, tribe I'm from? Right, like just assuming, um, just to turn the tables on them right. but yeah. i just say no i'm mexican and they're like oh and then they it just stops stupid. there yeah <laughs> and then they're just like what the that's so funny man because yeah. it's it's funny because it's people that's the other thing too with that whole side it's like it, it's just trying to be too understanding almost right like i'm just a strange like what the fuck does it almost matter where I'm from? you know what i mean like if because first of all you're wrong so that's already awkward and yeah. second even if i told you where i'm from then what like, you know, the what are you going to do between, with that information? Right. Okay. You say I'm Blackfoot. Okay. So then like you, cause you don't know anything about it. So you're asking me just to ask me, like, you're not asking me to then be like, well, Oh, my dad's from that. Tri-. You know what I mean? You're not like trying to get to know me. You're just, the, you feel better. I feel like throughout your day. When I don't, you I don't know if, I don't know if, uh, if, if I do answer it with, you know, Duwamish or something, mm. I, I'm super curious if they're going to say, you know, I'm sorry I'm on your stolen land or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> they probably would. Yeah, it's like the shit. It's funny, too, when you see, um, you see, they probably would, and they just try to give you their car or something. But it's funny, <laughs> or Skittles. It's funny when uh, you see people, too, like apologizing to black people. I think that's very fascinating. Like, they're on one knee and they're apologizing. Because here's the thing. Is there a lot of fuckery 100%? And I, I agree with a lot of it, but I just... I feel weird when people thank me for the art I create. So I can't even imagine how awkward I feel if somebody were to thank me just <laughs> randomly because their great, great, great grandfather, whatever, his last name was Washington and he, you know, did whatever he did. But yeah, I just, for me, I don't know, maybe that comes from my childhood, but I have this weird thing of accepting things like that. So I, I want that the least actually. Like I don't like praise. I don't like, I don't know. It just makes me no. I come. I one hundred percent. You know, I one hundred percent relate to that because I don't right. do really well with compliments either. Mm. I, I I don't like it. It's uh. And whenever I say this, usually someone says, "Oh, but you, you uh, what are they? They just 
their surprise or something. Yeah, they 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 just say, "Oh, everyone like compliments." I'm like, "No, that's that's not true." Yeah, because people say that to me. Every yeah, it's like yes and no, you know. Yeah, and it, it, like they'll they'll say stuff. It's like, then why do you? Well, then why do you want pictures and post pictures? Right. Then why do you record a show that no one listens? Like, right? They'll they'll say why I do all these things, and I'm like, well, I mean, true, you can say that. Why do I take pictures and post pictures? Yeah, but uh, the 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 answer then is I'm not. First of all, I don't look to see what because fuck attention you. It's not for get. you. Yeah, <clears throat> you know what I mean. And it's I like to take pictures. And it's like exactly. the, it, it's you. Every picture isn't great. It's a lot of pictures suck. Can I say something? See, the problem is, is because you think that I have to fucking explain something to you. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the fucking problem. Why do you? Who gives a fuck? Why do anything? <laughs> fuck you. You know, because like people be asking you stuff like that. But they're not Wait, even. Did you say a little bit ago that people thanked you for being black? No, but I've seen that before. You, you've seen that? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll see it on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Like, people are on their knees, like, thanking people. Or, like, they're like, I'm so sorry. You know, that my answer is... It's just, it's just like, hey, dude, I'm dro- I'm walking to work right now. So, Elijah, Stand up. Are you telling go. me that you've never made white people kneel and... Uh, I've not. <laughs> yeah, I'll go on the record and I've never made a white and, person kneel down to me. And say, please, apologize. please apologize. Yeah, I like the grit. I'm a grit person. Did I like the fight? <laughs> Give it to me. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, I like, because you know what? Actually, to go back to what you were saying about the compliments, you know what I think it is with you too? Because you said you're from Chicago, and I, I see the boxes. We have a lot to get into. Fuck, I don't even know if we got time. But so I'm guessing, fuck. Let's start here. Did you grow up in like a rough area at all? Like, did you fight a lot as a kid? Like, did you feel like you had to defend yourself? Like, is that how you got into boxing, or like what? No. What was that for? You used the no. passion for Muhammad or something, or no? The so I I did so I lived I grew up in a, sh- a suburb of Chicago, Aurora, mm. and it wasn't the worst neighborhood, like middle. Yeah, I mean there were there was a lot of gang. Mm-hmm. Lots of gangs in Aurora, because what ha- what happened was, in the in the seventies and eighties, Chicago started shutting down their public housing, mm. and they started moving people west, and Aurora was the first city on the way west. So a lot of a lot of uh, people went there, and uh, gangs started to to pop up. Right. So lots of gangster disciples, lots of Latin kings. Vice Lords, like all of these gangs yeah. started up. So, you know, mid 90s, I mean, drug, drugs and gang violence and hearing shots every day, every yeah. day was pretty common. So it just felt like a way <clears throat> to protect yourself, just just in case. Well, not even boxing. I didn't. This oh. boxing stuff is relatively new. Oh, okay. But my parents identified that public schools weren't the best. Mm. So they always put me in a private school. So I went to a private school my whole Oh the, shit! Okay, thing. interesting perspective then, because yeah. I feel like the private schools are just a bunch of fucking yuppies. But not no, to be too I went vulgar, to, but I went to a private school that was you uh, basically. I was in a graduating class of three. Shit, that's okay. how small this school. So was. I went. Okay, I went to a small school when I was in middle school when I was a little bit younger. So I can yeah. relate. Not three people, but I get what you. Okay, and I was third. Fuck. Okay, so yeah, you y- y'all were small as shit then. Okay, very small. You. A, a grades eight through twelve were in one room. Fuck, that's and nuts. it was about thirty-two kids. Damn, so y'all dating the same people and everything, huh? 
Man, that's I crazy. Had, I had no action. No action. I no had, action. I had no game no. when I was a kid. <laughs> that's None. fuck. I'm, I'm still waiting for that part to evolve. I don't got game either. Game is too hard <laughs> nowadays, dog. Like it's too. There's too much. And what's funny too, there's two things involved in that. It's like being from a small town, and also the private school thing that I can relate to. I think those kids and those women are. They're the most outlandish. The most mm. outlandish women I've ever met were like Christian girls or Catholic girls when I was growing up in school or whatever. <laughs> they just like rebel and go the opposite direction. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time, but you know, it is what it is. But the private school thing is fascinating to me too. Cause I've always thought like I would want to send my kids to a good school and everything, but I feel like a private, I don't like giving them that stigma and that label. So how do you feel like being in a private school was for you? Oh, I would have. Perfect. You liked it? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. am. So I didn't hang around any, active gang members but yeah. i was probably one friend separated from gangbangers yeah you seem like you'd be a very curious person like you would like to know about it but not be necessarily no. doing it. i you, you, you know from when i was a little kid i knew that basically i never looked at any drug dealer or gangbanger and thought, oh, yeah. that looks so cool. Like a cool thing. Yeah. I never, it's like, they all look like idiots to me. Right. From when I was, from when I was small, looking up to someone. I got you. And Cause you know, you hear that that's a common thing where young boys yeah. will see this and will see the, this type of lifestyle and then, uh, you know, glorify it. And it's like, oh, I want to be right. that. I want to, you know, I did it like, no, these guys are, you want to know why that might be though. Let me ask you something else. How was, Okay, a little person. How was your relationship like with your parents and everything? Oh, did you feel confident perfect. in yourself? Like, did you feel like a yeah, like a good kid? Yeah, no, my parents were sh my parents were strict up until I was sixteen, and mm -hmm. then they kind of just gave up. So up until I was sixteen, they forced me to go to church every Sunday. Uh, my dad took me to get my haircut every two weeks, every every okay. you know twice a month, and told the barber flat top. Um. I couldn't go anywhere really unless I had approval two days prior. <laughs> like mm. they were super strict. But once I turned 16 and I got my driver's license and oh, I got yeah. my, my first real job, the freedom, it kind of just, I think they knew at that point there's, we've done what we could and vaya con Dios. Yeah. And it's like, this is, this is the best that we're going to do. So I graduated from high school, which thrilled my parents because there was a bunch of, you know, kids around my age that they knew that dropped out and, mm -hmm. and you know, and, you know, ended up in the proverbial uh, in jail or bad situations. Or bad situations. I finished high school. Um, the only thing that I did that I disappointed my parents was that I got married when I was really young. <laughs> oh, that's interesting <laughs> that that's the thing that, you know, they were not. How young were you? I was uh, just, I was about to be 18, 19. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, I got married when I was super young. It ended horribly. I was about to say, yeah, that's a good on the conversation. It wasn't good. But, but I was, uh, you know, that did last for um, like mm -hmm. five years. Okay. That's an Okay, I want to get back to that. But something real quick is, you know what I think it is with you, though? I think at that young age, you had a sense of identity in a way. Like you kind of probably knew that you didn't want to go down that path, but maybe going to church every Sunday or being with your parents kind of gave you a sense of direction or maybe a sense of belonging. Because for me now that I'm thinking about it, I remember when I was a kid, I looked up to, kind of, but I wanted to start listening to 50 Cent. You know what I mean? 50 Cent, all that type of shit. 
So I went up to my mom and I started like playing his music for her. And she started just saying, because I was what, 10 or something, 11? I was young How old as are you? fuck. Uh, 26. Yeah, I'm way older than you. Yeah, you. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> time for, okay, so we're looking at, looking at different, right? Interesting. So you're yeah. about looking at Pac, big, like that type of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was looking at this guy and, and I would show her stuff. She's like, you sure you want to do that, this and that? And, and I would sit there and think, I don't really have, I don't belong to anything because I'm adopted. So I have, both my parents are both Caucasian. So my mom's like a five six brunette lady. My dad's this, I'll be nice to him, 5'10 redheaded guy, right? 5'10 <laughs> redheaded dude. You should have seen senior night for football. That shit was comedy. I'm walking across the football field with my parents. People thinking I just found him on the street in the local fucking Safeway <laughs> and just bringing out these white folk to walk me across the field so I don't get fucking shot by the police. Hey, stop that man. He's stealing a football. Um, no, so my both my parents are white like that. And then I have, this is what I say to people. When you're never going to meet someone like me. This is what I mean. I have a sister from Haiti, a sister from Liberia, a sister from Cambodia, and then two brothers who are biological to my adopted parents, and then there's wow. me. So I'm the only black male in my family, but there's eight of us, you know? So like you don't. Re- so then there's that. And then growing up through school, oh, man, how many white I probably had, I don't think I even had black friends now that I think about it. There was like seven, oh, bottle opener, my man. There was like... Four niggas in my old school, and that's inclu- that's small school, big school at Skyline. It was twenty two hundred something kids, mm. well, probably twenty something, yeah. half on the football team. You know what I'm saying? So we just didn't have a lot of a lot of that around. So I just didn't really belong to anything because I didn't, I wasn't white, obviously. So you don't just get that card and get to go in that group. But then I was always around white people and Asian people and Indian people. So I was never black enough to be in like the black cl- like crowd. I was always an Oreo, you know, is what they would say. So that it kind of forced me to become an individual. And I think that's why 50 Cent, I was drawn to that so much, wanting to be a part of that black culture so much. Even though I was black, I didn't really feel like I was a part of it in a sense. Because like the where I grew up, my family, whatever the case may be. So I think that's why I gravitated towards that so much. I mean, the guy had a fucking bulletproof vest on. He's been shot eight times. <laughs> I'm from Whidbey Island. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not, a lot of, there's not a lot of similarities in that. But that's funny when you start to break it down. Like, I have friends from Bellevue who, like, like 21 Savage. And I'm like, dog, that don't even fucking, like, you know? That makes no sense. So I get it if you like the music. But to me, it was really figuring out who I was and trying to bond to something, you know? And so I think... Dealing with that as a child, though, and growing up and never really feeling like I could fit into one avenue, yeah. I think that's what put me in the spot that I'm in today is just but not did, giving a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So you, from what <clears throat> from what I hear, and you were conscious that you didn't fit in in white culture oh, or black 100%. culture. But so from like age seven, what did you do with that feeling, though? Did you did you have an angry phase? Did you Good have question. a lash out phase? What did I do with that? I was quiet, I would say. I think I'm way more quiet than people would portray and see or or, or that I give off cuz um I dealt with a lot at a young age and I want to go in the pity party cuz everybody has a sob story, right? But for me how I've figured out how to channel it is I just really try to be the most uplifting person I can be when I'm around people in terms of energy. Cause I mm-hmm. know what it's like to be in a position where you don't want to, you know, take your own life type of a thing. So I get where it's like to be in that headspace. So I never want to be the reason why somebody would feel that low about themselves in, in any capacity. So I always just try to be as upbeat 
as possible. And I think how I got through it at a younger age, because I did it was was through a lot of fashion, like art and stuff. Okay. Because I was always into shoes and fashion. And I think that's a way that would give me confidence was through shoes and fashion, like Jordans. You know what I mean? Like it would make me feel good about myself, I think, to have those types of things. Because there was nothing else in my life I could control that I think would bring me happiness that like a new t-shirt would bring me or whatever the fuck. Because now that I'm older, I like vintage stuff a lot because it has a nostalgia to it. You know, like I like old ACDC shirts because my dad my dad has an ACDC dollar from the first fucking concert he went to with my nice. mom you know that was their first date so to me at a young age I saw stuff like that and that was always cool to me was to have memorabilia from something like that like when right. I meet my wife it would be cool to be you know 57 or whatever the fucking like have something like that um yeah but I think I just channeled it through shoes through fashion through sports and athletics but I never really got the praise or attention from people in athletics like I always wanted to or from the people that I would have wanted it from. It was Mm -hmm. always the people that I've wanted it from that I don't get it from. And that's still in life with a lot of things, you know, because I think a lot of us are really doing it for a couple people. You know what I'm saying? Like go to work every day for your wife. Like you don't really do it for other people necessarily, but you do it for her to acknowledge (laughs) that I work hard for us. And when that specific person doesn't do that, it kind of fucks you up a little bit and throws you off your rocker. So I yeah. feel like me through sports, fashion or whatever, that was tough for me because I couldn't draw. Like, dude, I was drawing Nike shoes when I was like 10 years old, but I couldn't draw. And I remember talking to like friends, my mom about that. Like, I can't draw, like, but I really want to draw. I have all these ideas, but I just can't. And they were just like, well, you know, you can't really draw. So like focus on other things. It was kind of that conversation. It wasn't like you can do whatever you want. It was more so do this because this is the safe thing that makes the most sense. And I guess my brain never worked like that. Hmm. whether it was sports, whether it was video games, it was always like assess the situation. What do I think is the most logical thing to do in this situation to give me the best outcome? Like, okay, let's say you're playing Halo, for example. This happens in anything in life. It's just all about how can I put myself in the best position to succeed? I've sure. always thought that way in anything. And that's relationships, and that's even with people that I disagree with or agree with. But, like, if you're playing, this is video games, so a lot of people might not even fucking get this. But <laughs> if, like, if you're playing Halo or something and somebody's coming around the corner, how I do it is, like, you're going to bounce a grenade off the ground because it's going to bounce in a certain direction. It's uh. going to explode at a certain point, which I means with a battle rifle, you're one shot now. So if I throw it, but this is way before it even happens. I see the person coming down the stairs or what, wait really far away, so I'm just obviously going to preset the stage for myself to put myself in the best situation to right. win. And as a kid, I love video games, and I think that's kind of why. It kind of gave me this ability to logically play out scenarios in my head to put myself in situations to win. And I think I kind of translated that to fashion and other things. You know what no? I mean? I mean, well... That's I mean, not how normal people look at video games. That's how you're I probably, look at it. You're probably seeing it as an in video games facilitated you thinking that way. Right. But that's just you, though. It was just your first... Mm-hmm. Your, your first opportunities to show that skill that you have was in video games. Interesting. It's, yeah. So, I mean, if it had... You know, if, if if you had been a musician, you would have used mm-hmm. that same skill to then dissect and study music. Or if you I had see. been, uh, a, a, you know, a traditional artist with paint, mm-hmm. you would have used that skill to learn about art theory and, you know, the, what paints do what and things mm-hmm. like that. It just so happens that. Yeah. video games allowed you to harness that part of yourself first to see patterns yeah like and that's you, so you that's just innate in you that's just part mm-hmm. of your dna and yeah it was able to show through video games oh well that's nice 
appreciate. It. I don't so, really yeah. thought about it like that, but because now in football too, that's the thing for me. I played wide receiver a lot, and I was never the fa- I was fast, but I was never the fastest. I was strong, but I was never the strong. Eh, I was probably the strongest receiver, maybe. I mean, out in high school, I was like clean two ninety, maybe as a wide receiver. But like, it was one of those things where where I separated myself in athletics and football specifically was I felt as if I just understood the game and I understood things better than everybody else. And now that I do the fashion and market myself in that way, the only thing I ever was good at, I feel like was understanding humans and how they operate and what they're going to do next. And even in football, it's like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't the human condition. Yeah. Dude, it's just human nature and so many things in life. I would know it doesn't matter how much this person is necessarily trained. It doesn't matter how much they know our offense if I put this person in this situation every time, they will react this way every time. For example, if I were to pick something up and fake throw it at you, you will flinch. Maybe if you're fucking Conor McGregor and a UFC fighter, you won't because you like pain and you're fucking psycho. But 99% of people, if I were to grab this and go like this, you'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Right? So I know that. Humans just do human-like things all the time. So I know if I'm running a route and I get on your heels and I'm in a certain position, like my body's in a certain position, I know if I react a certain way, you will react. And it's never not work. You can watch my highlights, as lame as that sounds. Yeah. But I knew if I got behind somebody and I could stem them, and it's never failed ever once, swear to God. And I can, because in the heat of the moment, when everybody's running full speed, fuck your training. It's so rooted in human nature. Like That's why people can catch a football. I could go out with my brother all day long. He couldn't catch a football to save his fucking life. Mm. I, I'm a bad coach in that way because I'm like, just just do it. Right. Like, just grab it. It's not hard. Like, for me, I see a ball, I don't know, eight feet in the air, I just go up and I just get it because I just know I just can do that. Yeah. But he can do math. My brain doesn't get fucking calculus for shit. I could show my brother a calculus problem that he has never seen and has not done in years and he can do it. Right. You give me fractions and I'll shit myself. <laughs> like, if you had a gun in my head and you were like, <laughs> solve these fractions or you die. That should be I'm on a t-shirt. Dying. Yeah, give me fractions. I'll shit myself. <laughs> Swear, I'll die. No, I would rather. I would rather have to swim three miles at night through water, which is my biggest fear, than solve a fraction problem to save my wife. Like I swear, dude, I'm so bad at. But that. But that's when I started to learn. Like humans, like they can. Certain people can just do things. Right. Without even explain music. Michael Jackson. Explain that, dude. Explain how he learned. No. You didn't learn that. Yeah. Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. Chris Brown's is Chris Brown. <clears throat> LeBron's, Le- I can't be LeBron. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain things in life that people just kind of have and they they get these gifts. And I just realized that at a very young age. You know, the, I think that's super key. That's super key <clears throat> to, to identify those things because a lot of people are lazy when it comes to identifying things in other people. They just mm-hmm. don't do, they just don't, they aren't curious. Uh, mm. There's, uh, did you see the show Ted Lasso? No. Uh, the, Heard of him. It's on Apple. <clears throat> the first season was great. The other ones are were horrible. They sucked. Mm. But the first season, there's this guy who challenges him to a game of darts. And he puts up high stakes right away. And Ted accepts the challenge. And he needs to do two triple twenties and a 50 to win on the, on his last turn. And then he goes through this monologue where he goes, uh, he goes, I've been underestimated my whole life and I know why it is because people aren't curious. People have never asked me 
what I, wh- I love something about myself. And in that. this particular case, he goes, you know, no one's asked me why am I so have I ever played darts? Because mm-hmm. then, then I would answer, yes, I played every day for however many years with my dad. And then he just, you know, hit those things. Right. But being curious to ask questions about others to try to get better perspective or just learn something new is super lacking. That's important. It is super. Cause then, cause then otherwise, what do you have? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in a, I was in a, uh, I was amongst a group for a couple years that had zero curiosity about a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. So everything that was spoken about was, just in agreement it was just this big yes it was just this big circle of people just saying yes you're awesome you're awesome get it let's get it we're great yeah let's do this we're getting like that's all it was there was no curiosity in terms of someone saying how are we going to do it uh what's what'll happen if we do this like zero curiosity 100 percent fake unwarranted fake congratulations interest. yeah because you, you that's a good that's a really good point you bring that up because my old manager always taught me this in sales he, we would call it you have to be friendly curious and also fellas this works with ladies too but you got to be friendly curious <laughs> and what that means is like you're just you're being as kind you know as possible and having a nice conversation like we are but you just ask people questions and you ask them like like we would be in sales, like, how's your health? And they would explain it to you. You make, oh, okay. You listen to them and you give them an ear and you reply to whatever the last three words that they said. And then you say, okay, like what else? Yeah. And then like all of a sudden you figure out that they have, you know, triple bypass surgery, they have 10 stints or whatever, because you're just being friendly and you're actually interested in what the fuck they have to say. And the problem is, is people will bring something up and they'll say something and then they don't actually listen. Nothing fucking grinds my gears more when people ask me something and then they don't like they're not actively listening to what i'm saying right like all friends ask me something like advice and then like they're on their phone i'm like dude i don't give a fuck like what the fuck if you don't give Why a fuck you i asking? don't give a fuck yeah you know what i'm saying <clears throat> right or like you'll tell people a thousand times and they don't but well it's, it's friendly curious it's is good. your type of person from what i'm hearing it's your type of personality that then because you are this way mm. you are curious of human nature and so you identify you know you identify mm. Uh, one of my, I don't listen to, I, oh, I boycotted him because he fired my two favorite co-hosts, but Adam Carolla, mm-hmm. he talks about how he doesn't really care what people say. He cares what they do. And mm-hmm. then if he works with you, he doesn't, he, what he pays most attention to is your habits. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a habit, if you, if mm-hmm. your actions are then habits, mm-hmm. then that is what I, you are showing me of you. And that is mm-hmm. what I will think of you. So if your habit is to always be late or if your habit is right. to not pay attention to details, not it's like listen. you are right. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's the that's, that's the point. type of person you are. But the people like what well, how what I'm hearing from you just now is like you mm-hmm. pay attention to those things. So always. you you've watched enough, you've studied enough to know mm-hmm. if you're running a play what will happen if I do X, Y, or Z? Right. Right. That's the, that's the level of curiosity and investment in learning that is lacking a whole ton. You know, and you're young, I you're agree. a kid. Yeah. Really? 
but amongst uh, amongst young people that there is just no i mean i'm gonna sound like the old old man here oh, i'm here I love but it. it's it's sort of true it's like they're so self-involved mm. ego is so huge <sighs> that it, it's like no no thank it's you killer man i mean money <laughs> and greed and greed you know, a lot of that comes back to ego, but, but everything is so fake a lot. That's the everything. thing. It's not a lot of it's not, but that's what you realize too, especially in finance or, you know, I used to sell insurance and do that type of a thing. But, um, the biggest thing that I've learned too, is obviously how fake it is and how the people who are really doing it are people like they post about their craft and about what they do, but they don't really boast about the results of what they do. Right. If that makes sense. Oh my goodness. Like, I know a lot of DJ, <laughs> for example, yeah, bro, bro, for example, a lot of like, like a lot of these EDM artists that I'm into, like they're very humble dudes, but they're doing yeah. big numbers. Yeah. I mean, I mean the show that I was at for subtronics, I think he had 15, 16,000 people there. Oh, One yeah, of the shows that Aletio did. Guy. Oh Yeah. He had like forty thousand people, so they're just getting into. They're getting to the point where you're like, okay, some of these biggest artists, your favorite rappers, aren't putting up half of that, not even remotely close. But it's about the craft and about the music, and there's so many other things that that go into that. But I think a lot of people put on the facade for. <sighs> it's sad because it's not even for themselves. Obviously, it's just to project to other people, yeah. you know, and how they want people to perceive them. But I've learned that too, dude. That's the crazy thing: is perception is reality. I've learned that the hard way where I you try know, yeah, to be a good person. True. And what fucking pisses me off is 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 here's what people are gonna get this. It always seems like they get away with it. And that's what pisses well, me the fuck you know off. Why? Because These people only people. care about things in 30 second chunks. Right. So the I mean I mean, even though cancel culture is rampant, mm-hmm. the I mean, the, you hear a lot of people saying the only reason cancel culture has really taken off is because the people who they're trying to cancel actually give them legitimacy. It's makes like, them uncomfortable. It, it's it's like just ignore them. Mm-hmm. It, if you are someone who did, I don't know, let, let's anyone who's gotten canceled. It's mm-hmm. instead of then saying, you know, doing the culpa mia and dragging you know getting on your knees and apologizing for a dumb thing that you said mm-hmm. just ignore it they will f- this whole idiot mob will find something tomorrow that is and true. then we'll go like that they'll move on that that's why they get away with so it's like you know take a few notches down from horrible mistakes but that's why perception is people believe everything it's because they believe it mm-hmm. But then they forget about it the next minute so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't even matter right. that's why people have to keep on making stuff new it's, headlines and it, it's the time yeah people just don't have the time to go look it up so for example if a you know an article comes out about me for something let's just say in the future something said something people are just going to take it for face value because why they the, look into it Cause, yeah because they don't give a fuck enough says. about you because if here's the, you know it's so funny it's whatever bias you already have if you don't like if you don't like me you'll believe it so right. If, literally right now listen if you don't like me right now in 10 years, if something comes out, you'll just believe it. You don't give a fuck if it's true or not because yeah. you don't like me. So you don't want me to win, whatever the fuck. And that was what makes me want to go back to what you were saying as a kid. And this shit pisses me off. Is you're a pretty tall guy. Were you were you a big person when you were growing up in school? Mm. Like were, were you decently sized? Okay, like above average. I was like husky. Hype. Okay. <laughs> Freshman, 15 years old, how tall are you? And weight-wise. Um, you're a dude, so I'll ask. <laughs> I don't know. Take a guess. Cause now you're like six foot. Mm, I'm five eleven. 
right on the good day i don't know maybe like five six oh you're uh, 15 maybe okay so you yeah you grew up later okay so this is this is a me thing then or maybe a little yeah i would say yeah i would say five six five seven but i was chunky good for you though you you grew up i was i'm not i was not good at sports mom i did i was in one i was in i was on the basketball team in seventh and eighth grade Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't play and then i was in a city league for two summers with a couple of my friends and barely played right. <laughs> no i'm not i'm not uh because what i was gonna say is and now i've just realized this in this conversation i think it's not even a color thing so much more now but looking back as a kid people are always people are always just rude to me in a way and it's always men. And and I think this is why I work with women a lot. And it's funny because, you know, doing what I do, I'll have, I'm around a lot of women a lot, a lot of models, whatever, a lot of pretty girls. And what's interesting with that is how other dudes perceive that. So other dudes will like message me and they'll say things like, like, please tell me like you hooked up with so or what? Like they, they, they look at these women like I'm just <laughs> fucking them. You get what right. I'm saying? But what's interesting, but what's interesting with that is like, that's interesting that you think that of me. Cause I, these women, I work with them because they're easier. And here's why. If you, if I need to control a room, what's easier to control a room of 200 women or 200 men, 200 women by a thousand. It's easier. I can control literally think about this. I can control 250 women more easy than I can control five dudes. Right. Because of ego, just whatever the fuck it is. I can get on a table in front of 250 girls who say, guys, quack, 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 quack. I can say whatever. And I can just talk to them. And they'll listen. They'll yeah. stand there, they'll chit-chat, giggle, whatever the fuck, but they'll listen to what the fuck I have to say. Literally five dudes will question why this dude is talking. Who fucks this guy? I don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. I'm a shotgun. Like, they just don't care. Right. You know? So, like, I learned that at a very young age. And also at a young age, I learned that people only care about pretty women. Women and men. Women want to be around pretty women, and so do men. So in my head, I'm like, why the fuck would I work with dudes when they argue, they get physical, they're temperamentive, they have ego involved, they don't like you literally just because you're taller. Like, all of these things go into play. <laughs> no, that's a real thing. Like, fuck people. Like, that's a real I mean, in that, that sense. There's a whole lot of insecurity there. Dude, right, but think about <clears throat> this, right? So, so because I don't want to have to deal with shit because in, in the back of a lot of dudes heads, they don't want you to win. Right? right. But I feel like a woman actually does. So when I talk to these late and I have conversations with these women, like I'm getting an Airbnb for the show we're doing next weekend. And like, I will literally sit outside until five and smoke with this chick. And I'll just talk to her. I'll get to know her and all these types of things. And what you come to find is like, they, they actually want to see you succeed because they feel like they can be a part of your success. They actually feel like, okay, if this person wins, I can be a part of that and I care about him. And so I want him to succeed because I can also be a part of that. Yeah. Dudes don't look at it that way. A dude's going to look at it as a competition, no matter what his field is. And that's yeah. what's funny. He could be a plumber. It doesn't matter. But another man just being more successful than him, I'm telling you, subconsciously bothers that person. They will never say ever. Well, the, there's that, it, it's relatively new, well, that I've mm. heard, but there's a... There's a, a video going around that has already tons and tons of variations, but the audio is the only man who wants you to be better than him is your dad. And that is still, I would debate that. <laughs> well, I would debate that. A good that. dad. 
a good day. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. Because off of that, I actually used to have this friend who he wants to beat his dad. Okay, this one, this is what's crazy. I used to work at this job, right? And my friend's dad used to run the shit. And I remember one time he brings me to his fucking office, dude. I'm sitting across. Dude, I've never, first of all, I've never had somebody say more hurtful things to me in my entire life than this fucking person. So I'm sitting across from this person. You know what he tells me? And obviously his kid doesn't know this, but he's sitting there and he goes, if you do... I'll say names in this podcast when it's good things, but when it's negative, I don't want to say names. But I'm sitting there like, he goes, Elijah, if you do X, Y, Z, and you work hard at this job, this, 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 and this, after a certain amount of pa- a certain amount of time, you can pass so-and-so. And I was like, that's a weird way to look at life. Why in your brain are you pitching me this business opportunity as a way for me to beat someone else? Yeah. I don't give a flying fuck. What happens to that other person? He's my friend. I don't give a fuck. If he has two Lamborghinis, I'm happy for him. And if he has a Toyota Corolla, I'm there for him. I don't give a fuck, bro. So the fact that you're pitching me the job in that way, we don't think the same. I'm coming from a completely different angle than you're coming from. The fact that that's in your mind at all to tell that to me is fascinating. Because on the flip side, the same person, their kid's telling me that they want to beat their father. So I'm sitting here in this situation like, okay, so he's telling me about how I can beat you and you want to beat him. So there's a cesspool that you guys don't even know that's going on of envy. Yeah. So he low-key doesn't <laughs> want him to pass you and you low-key want to pass him. I don't think like either the, of you. I don't want to okay. be a part of any of I think that's okay. I think that is an acceptable way to look at things. In the sense of like from his, from like the guy's perspective of like to pass somebody else or yeah, the perspective of. Because that's, I mean, that, I mean, first of all, that's male biology. Right. That that competition between males is genetically stitched into men. Mm. Like the I was watching that there's this uh, Instagram account called Nature's Metal. Mm-hmm. And they posted this video today about two stags that were mm. one of them had actually killed the other one. So the so then then they wrote up uh they wrote up this explanation of why they do this and basically mm. it's rutting run, runting run, rutting when when uh, stags are in, they're ready to bang, right? Because the female, the does are in heat and they're ready to, you know, they want to have sex. Right. So the the stags, the male deer, will protect either the female deers that he's already collected, mm-hmm. and it's like these are mine. They will fight either to protect or they will fight, you know vice versa yeah. to go and take it from someone but these two males are well, going to sense. fight right and kill one of them's gonna die well one of them is gonna well, die right and it, if you know the but it could it could end it could end in death like right. that's just that's just gonna happen no let me reset the stage though maybe i didn't explain it correctly so now put it this way that makes perfect sense and i get competing why it's weird though is because this is somebody i've known for like over a decade right mm-hmm. so you got to put in the sense of this is somebody who's talking to me who I've known for that long. And also I've known your kid for this long. And so it's not like random people. Yeah. These are people who have been in my life for like an extended period of time. So I can't picture myself having a son and then my son has a friend. And then throughout that time frame, the son then works for me. And then I go to that friend and explain to him how he can then beat my son if he does X, Y, Z. Hmm. That's where it's weird. That is because weird. <laughs> I know you. 
you're right. If it's a random person, that makes perfect yeah. sense. Of course, that makes sense. You want to beat everybody. I do. You know what I mean? I want the best clothing brand. Like, I get that. But yeah. so does the other guy. So I understand <laughs> that. But where the difference is, I don't expect that from you, though. I expect that yeah. from every other man on planet Earth. So this guy hates his dad. Is that what you're saying? You tell me. You <laughs> Right? See, now that's funny because you tell me. I don't know. I have my own opinions on it, yeah. but you sit and boil with that and you tell me what you think. So now it changes the stage. So this is somebody that I've known for X amount of time, right? Since I was 16 years old, whatever the fuck. And so now this is somebody who also is telling me how they don't like, not that they don't like him, but they want to beat the person that raised them. Yeah. No, and that's then not also a good relationship. Person, <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> hey, hey, take it with what you want, but I'm crazy. <laughs> so then you also have the person who's the parent who is then telling the friend of the kid, hey, if you do X, Y, Z, you can beat him out. Dude, y'all are my family. I don't give a fuck about beating you. I don't go home and look yeah. at my brother and think how I can beat him. Yeah. I'm just, well, I you think see that what I'm also, saying? No, I completely get it. The, that, that then also ties back to curiosity. So this, this man... Mm-hmm. Never asked you questions to find out what drives exactly because he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, you and know it's what I'm like that's. I mean, should ever and that's uh, fine. You don't have I'm to not, care. I but. don't think that I would be too. I mean, there's only, I, eh, well, there's my wife, and then mm-hmm. there's a friend and a half that I really care, mm-hmm. and I do want, and I want to help them. My boy Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, I want to help him do whatever because he's a writer and actually uh i i didn't do a formal start to the show so we'll need to do one at the, oh, okay at yeah, the yeah, yeah i got you but uh my boy kelly is an uh, a writer mm-hmm. he's written screenplays he's writing these books and that one that book right there called infernal combustion I like the cover yeah he wrote that so it's like i want to help him in whatever i can to get his work out there Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actively vested. Right. Okay. But, but other than that, eh, like I don't want people too invested. But that's in my it. Stuff. But see, see, see. But stop right there. That's the point. Everything you just said is perfect for what we're talking about because it was all about him. Yeah. All your energy went into because I could tell you were talking about him. You were thinking about him and how you can help him succeed. That's perfect. I love that. I wish how that's that's how that person came to me about it. Right. I wish you came to me about it. Of I care about you. I could see you doing this. I could see you. Why are you bringing up the other person? Yeah. Why are you? See, well, then that would have made it weird I mean, if you, you know. said. Oh, I, I, I get the answer you to know, it, but I'm just talking. I get it. I don't want to say what I get. It. I'm smart enough to understand. He, he so didn't. That's just the lazy way to motivate people of saying you right. can have a higher status and than thinking, someone else. Right, and that's what's interesting though too is you thinking that I give a fuck that what that person thinks right. in that way yeah. because you care what people think in that way. Yeah, so you're projecting. Way. You're projecting, but you don't even know you're projecting because you're a narcissist and like you're in this certain position where nobody pushes it back against you. Yeah, exactly. So you don't even know that I peep what you're, and that's the funny, th- the funny thing too, is people think I'm retarded because I'm fucking 6'1 and black, so no one <laughs> thinks I'm smart. No, I'm being dead fucking serious in that sense where it's like, the first time I was ever told that I was smart was 22 years of age. I'll never forget it. I was in a client's house selling insurance, and I was explaining something to her, and I was talking in a sermon. She's like, wow, you're very, very smart. I'll never forget it. I was wearing a blue shirt, black slacks, brown shoes. No one in my entire life since I was tw- until 22 years of age told me I was an intelligent human being. Swear to God. So I know that's not how people view me. I know it's not. When you see me with tattoos on my chest walking into a grocery store, you don't think there's a scholar. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I'm yeah. going to clutch my purse or whatever the fuck you're going to think. But I know sure as shit you're not thinking smart. That's like the very bottom of what you're thinking of me. Like 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 height, muscles, dick, everything else comes before brains when you look at me. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. You know what I'm saying? How so many like, uh, 
like what's your what's your social circle like none so okay okay realistically it's it's if i had to if i had to say i would say how many friends do i have and you know what friends don't even matter it's okay okay like Like who i interact with what you're saying let's how many people do you truly value their opinion Ooh, that's a good question because that's that's slim especially for most people you know like Ooh, my, I like that question. Like my boy so who Coco would Diaz, me? he says, uh, I he, love, I love Coco Joey. Diaz, he goes, uh, we don't need 30 friends. <laughs> he goes, just get five dudes and right. five good dudes and you Take can over. conquer, yeah, country, conquer a country. And that's true. And I have, I mean, I'll probably say to get like one and a half. I was about to say, yeah, who I genuinely, like who would bother me at night. Like, like if someone they, who, if they, if they gave you constructive criticism, you would take it to heart. And you would oh, know that it good. is coming from okay, a okay, okay. place of good. Okay, it's like a, a vindic- it's like an actual I'm trying to help you type of a thing. Yeah, because Ooh. I mean, yeah, right. If you have uh, an acquaintance, yeah, and they, just... they say, "Oh, you, you know, th- this design should have incorporated more blue." And yeah, get like, fucked. Right, go like, yeah, go <laughs> yeah exactly. But if one of your really close, yeah, I'll do value. friends mm-hmm. say, "You know what? This design looks like." xyz xyz you could have done this better or you could have done xyz and yeah then you're like okay like yeah. you'll take like do is this it, that's a good one i would probably say three okay three that i would gen- and that's a little high maybe that i would like lose sleep over because the- there's other people that are close to me that i would value it but i wouldn't like shake me like like there's certain there's probably two to three people where yeah if they gave me an opinion, it would, it would hurt me, but in a good way. Like if, even if it was a harsh reality, yeah. now, I would be like, Oh, that's sad. But like, I appreciate this person's opinion for telling me that. So you know? have those, have those two or three people ever told you you were smart or congratulated you on. Ooh. One's no one's ever. Oh, let me really think about people this. can say you're I would smart say, in a few different ways. I was about like, to say, they don't have to. One, I would say has told me, that I'm an intelligent person. The other two would congratulate. They probably do it in their own way. I would say the other two to three are yeah, doing that's it. That's all you need. Yeah. They're not doing it directly, I mean, but they would say, Oh, that's some... a good idea. Or I see what yeah. you're doing with that. So I would probably say those two. No, but those people are rocks. Like I I've, I've been through enough now where I know like, these are the rocks. So like, these are my boy. Like these that's are, all you, need. you don't yeah, need some wanker telling you you're smart, you know, for like, it doesn't, right. Those are the only people I value. It's neither here nor there. Exactly. And it's I value the people, people who are close to you. Yeah, and I do value some of these people, like uh, some of their opinions, a lot. And and because I, I, here's the thing, I hate talking about myself around other people. I hate that's my. I I told my other friend this is so funny. We used to li- he used to live in this apartment in Phoenix, and right before we went in this elevator, this was like two hours before I got there early, and I'm just talking to him and his girlfriend, and I was telling them, and I was like, I hate when people bring attention to me for like things that are good so for example Mm -hmm. if i'm wearing a nice outfit i'm doing it because i like to express myself in that way and i like to look nice and i do appreciate if you come up to me and say hey i like your shoes short whatever one-on-one i like that but i hate it when people say in a group setting because when i was growing up as a kid when i only got attention it was always negative Mm -hmm. i never got positive attention i grew up kind of fat so you associate it with i hate attention in that way i fucking hate when people are looking at me i hate that's why i wear sunglasses all the time i hate it stop looking at me type of shit. I hate it. Cause in the sense of like, cause I don't know why you're looking at me. Cause, cause when I was growing up, I was overweight when up until seventh grade or whatever. So like people used to ask me why I have boobs type of thing. So I was 
worried about that, that I was African-American and I had no black people around me all the time. So I was always concerned about that. So every time I got attention, it was always a negative thing at a lot or in sports, I wasn't doing it right or whatever. Yeah. So I think a lot of it kind of stems from that, like not really being, you know, noticed for positive things. So now that I'm older, when people compliment me or say it's weird. And so we're in this elevator one time and it was probably just, it was me, him and his girl and another guy and his girlfriend and I think another couple and like some guy and one dude, just another dude. We're all friends. And he just goes, Hey, do I like your shoes or whatever? And it was just silent in the elevator. And it's funny because I looked at my friend and I turned and I laughed at him because literally three hours before that, I was just explaining how I hate that attention because what I've come to understand from like dating people in the past and how no matter what anybody else wants to say, but how humans are. Remember I talked about that in football I just know how that's going to make other people feel in that situation. Mm. It's going to make people think that I like that. It, like, like, because there's a lot of people who do do it for that. Yeah. And they do like that public praise. Right. So other people are going to assume that that's kind of why I'm doing it. And that's why I like that. Yeah. When in all reality, I don't like that attention brought on me at all because I don't want these other guys and girls to think like, oh, this fucking guy's just doing this. He likes, you know, I don't yeah. like, I don't like being that guy. I, I like being the nice, fun, happy-go-lucky dude. I don't like that type of shit. That, that, you I know? mean, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you. Like, don't when bring I, attention they... to me. Like, you don't need to tell me in front of, here's, here's what I mean. Like, a girl will say something in like in front of her boyfriend and she doesn't mean it like that at all. She doesn't mean it like that. Like, she might say something about my shoes or something. But I just know that I met your boyfriend two hours ago. And how you talk to me, he doesn't know us and how we know each other. Right. So if I knew you before I knew him and you're saying these types of things, remember, we're humans. Fuck what you think. Right. Everybody right now thinking, yeah. no, I wouldn't care. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because we're humans. If you went out with somebody and they're just complimenting some person that you just met and you don't know how they know each other, they're not going to dig it. They're just not going to like it. It doesn't yeah. mean they're not going to like you. They just won't fuck with It'll it. Be, they're not going to be disrespectful. Right. Like the dude's not thinking, oh, I like his shoes too. He's not fucking <laughs> thinking that. You get what I'm saying? Well, it depends like, on what you're, I mean, what kind of shoes are you talking about? Like dunks or just like, Travis, okay, that's true, true, true. If, I mean, if you true. have some uh, Travis crazy, Fragment, some Freddie dunks like, hey. or something. Yeah, some Freddie dunks that might make sense. But then again, he actually would because if you knew what Freddie dunks were, you'd be in his shoes enough where that would make sense. Well, first of all, I would say, but, you know, you have 30K on your feet. Yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say, yeah, can give me a job. Wait, what do you do for a living? That's what I would ask him. Um, but yeah, it's just stuff like that where it's like, again, it's not even being an egotistical thing. It's just humans. That's with any guy. It's not just me. Right. I just know how men are and I know how women are, like just whatever. So I hated that attention. And now that I'm in a certain position where people give me attention, and it's probably warranted for like the artwork or whatever it is, but I still just, I'm a big thank you and move on guy. I'm a big, I'm a big just like thank you and I don't explain myself unless people really want to get to know or whatever. Just a big thank you and move on. Or I'll even not. I don't even say, I don't know. I'm, I'm weird with that. But I think that's where it stems from too is I just always was growing up. My attention was so negative. It was always just being, you know, overweight or doing something wrong in school or something like that. So Although the, the irony me. here is that a lot of people who did have that as a kid, either a weight issue or something that just made them feel isolated, mm -hmm. and then they turn things around and as young adults or adults start to do things they they want that like that right, feeds they, them because they didn't have it mm -hmm. you're contrary to that where you're just associating it to right the attention you've i mean Ooh. you should probably let yourself get a little bit of it no, especially I because you're it, it's, because it's warranted 
Mm. Like if you were, you know, back to what you were saying before, where the, a lot of people post the like cars or something. Just well, no, people post. They don't post the results. All they do is mm. they'll post themselves Working doing a task, right? And then, but it's just them doing the task. Yeah, just doing the task, doing the task, doing the task. But then no. No, like, where is this? Where is this going? There's no plan. It seems like there's no plan. Yeah. You're, I mean, you have results to show. Right. So it's it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's a little bit. I mean, you might want to. I see what you're saying. I, I should a little. It's not healthy. I, my brain's not healthy in any capacity. That's what I tell people, though, is like, I dude, I don't want to. Be, this is some real shit. I love being me, but I also don't want to be me at all in a lot of ways. Because here's what I mean. If I could choose to have a second life, my other dream life, other than what I'm doing, this might sound funny, literally, my other dream, if I could redo life again, I would live in Italy, get myself a nice little Italian lady, and I would open up an Italian restaurant in Italy, and I wouldn't talk to anybody. I would just go over there, I would have my little family, I love food, I love Italian food, and I would just have my little Italian restaurant, and I would just run it with her, run it with our fucking kids until I die. And I would go home, have a glass of wine every night with my family and enjoy that all the time. I wouldn't want any attention. I wouldn't want to be on social media at all or anything like that. Here's the problem. I'm not wired that way. Mm. Who I am today in this life, I, I, my brain is just, the amount of ideas I think of on a daily basis is not even healthy, I don't think. Like my brain does not shut off or at all. So I kind of have to be like this. I think a lot of people don't realize, people who are artists or in media or in music, like I don't have another choice. My brain, I don't fit in society. Like, it does not work how a normal person, like their brain works at all. Like smoking, for example. I could smoke all day, every day, totally fine. Cigarettes I feel normal. Weed. weed, all day. It doesn't affect me. Like, normal, I just, I don't care. Like that's like a normal state of consciousness, right? Yeah. But growing up in the 70s, if you were to do something like that, it would be such a negative thing. Like you're a loser. But if you look at Wiz Khalifa, Snoop Dogg, Seth Rogen, and all these people, yeah, they literally high functioning. They literally said they haven't not been high since they like they were 14 years of age. Yeah. But they're very, 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 very successful people. Yeah. So yeah. it just it just it just tells it just shows you that we're all different. Right. And you just need to learn yourself, and you just need to figure out how you operate and fuck what anybody else says or what anybody else thinks. Because well, with the caveat though mm-hmm. of of output of like what is right. your result. So all of these, you know, the, we were talking about Wiz Khalifa and Joe Rogan, like they, their output is high. So mm-hmm. if, cause I've heard other people say like, Oh, it doesn't, you know, similar things, mm-hmm. except that you've got nothing going on. And right. <laughs> right. But it's like, you're, but then nothing, again. nothing is happening here. It's like, so then, you right. know, obviously it's doing something. Because no, oh, of course. No, I know people where it's a, it's a terrible thing. Yeah. It's a very inhibited. You know? We're all different. I mean, chemically, we're a hormonal, like we're all different. It, That's what it, I mean. it doesn't, things do not affect everyone the exact same way. Exactly. And the, the pharmaceutical industry and even government has made it so that they want to put everyone into these boxes, even with the body mass index, with the BMI level. According to the BMI index, I'm a hundred pounds overweight because right. at my height I should be about 180, mm-hmm. and there's just no way. Like, yeah, I will. I could never be there. I haven't been 180 <laughs> since I was like in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. It's like I weighed myself yesterday. I was 280. Actually, I was 190. Yeah. So it's like I will never be 180. But right. according to this BMI index, mm-hmm. I am super obese, and I should have 
every obese disease. I should have the diabetes. And I mean, I do have a little bit of high blood pressure, but even that I will argue is genetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they put these people into these boxes and then the disc, they don't want to feel, then you put, when you put people in these boxes, then they don't want to be <clears throat> outside of it because then it's like, then I'm not, then I'm a weirdo. Then I'm, outcast, yeah. then I'm not normal. Then I'm not, uh, I'm I'm being singled out for something, mm-hmm. and the, the, that's where things but get wonky. That's the, that's the money, though, for that's, me, man. But that's the money for me because if you go back to what I was telling you earlier, dude, I'm the only. I'm I have six siblings in my family. I'm yeah. the only black male in my whole entire family, right? So I always felt like the black. Sh- uh, no pun intended, but I always felt like that. I always felt like I did it, for, but that allows me to do what I'm, that's a, that allows me to not care though about like what these people think that allows me to not care about somebody that I've known for 10 plus years thinks. Yeah. That allows, well, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm super so, happy for you that you took that Avenue feeling mm-hmm. that way and having that thing, having that, that experience growing up. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that you turned it into this instead of turning it into something Math. of, well, no, just angry. I mean, just yeah, was angry that, angry that you didn't fit in, and then mm. you you haven't you did not let it sour your life. You mm. didn't let it block you from doing other things because because a lot of I have I mean I don't have numbers to 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 show for this, but mm-hmm. I would guess that these individuals who come from, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, have something and have something else where they feel not part of this, not part of that, they. They get angry, they shut themselves in, and then it sort of just turns off because they're not getting approval. Mm-hmm. And then nothing happens. Then you're you're stuck in that. Whereas, you know, I you know, my I'm all Mexican, but mm-hmm. I went to, even for this private school that I went to, I was one of two or three uh Mexicans. Well, right. yeah, there was a Puerto Rican in there. <laughs> we'll throw we'll throw them in right we'll throw yeah. them in <clears throat> so it's kind of like it's it's mm. it doesn't matter so i am happy for you and for me yeah. where we took that and then sort of just set it aside to say you know what okay i get it i'm because of the way i grew up and because of my life circumstances i'm never gonna be 100 percent in the black community mm. i'm for sure not gonna be 100% in the white community. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to be Elijah. You Damn know, same right. thing me. I'm just going to be me. Mm-hmm. And if you dig me, come along. Exactly. If you don't dig me, okay. But I'm fucked. just going to go. Like that's my you know, my wife says that she likes the way I handle issues, but that's probably because you know, you can't control everything. And I learned that you. early on by not being able to control you know, what school I went to really, yeah. and, you know, these you know, little things where I just quickly got the notion of, Hey, if I can't control it, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. And in your case, like you, I mean, obviously you couldn't control who, what loving family. Right. Yeah. You know, especially being adopted. Like I literally got chosen by a specific, <laughs> you, place, you know, so. so there's, I mean, there's a beauty in that too, in that you were chosen. Yeah. Blessed by parents. Cause we've had a difficult road. Let me fucking tell you, but we've circled back and it's all good now. And I there, think because it was very hard growing up in a lot of different ways, but with them, what I told them, cause we had a, this was maybe two or three weeks ago, we had a good heartfelt conversation about some things. And, um, 
I think what I said with them, because I was dealing with a lot of this stuff with, you know, that, you know, those other people. And I was like, the thing with you guys that I love and why I want to work it out and like get over things or whatever is that you don't have a, you have a character issue. You don't have a soul issue. And what I mean by that is everybody has characteristic issues. I do. I rant a lot. I talk loud. I, I just get very in my own thoughts and I really like to just kind of spill over in what I'm thinking. And I do acknowledge that sometimes if I'm dating somebody or I have that, I like to really get out my side a lot and I talk a little bit too much and I need to learn how to listen better. And I've gotten better at that. Right. But that's a characteristic thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm a bad guy. I just no. talk a lot. I have, and I've learned <laughs> how to like take other people's information in really, really well or trying to. And so like my parents have other issues. People get mad or whatever. That's fine. But other people that I know, you got a soul issue, brother. Like you'll fuck people over. You'll steal from people. Yeah. You'll fuck your, you know, your best friend's ex-girlfriend. Like you got a soul problem. And that's but the thing. Unless with these people are. I'm just saying in general, like yeah. people and have these like, two yeah, issues. I don't know. I, I, I don't surround myself with people like that. And mm. I mean, I've lost or removed acquaintances slash friends because they, you know, because there's no, there's no benefit on my part. And I, I've said this mm-hmm. a few times out loud and people think that it's a little bit whack, but with everyone that you associate yourself with and you give them of your time and time is the most one of the most important things that you can give someone is your time, um, even more so than money. Because mm-hmm. there are some people who would rather give you a hundred bucks than to spend fifteen minutes to help you with something, you know, out of their That's time. The most. So the with these individuals that I've, you know, dismissed from my life, I was getting nothing in return. Mm-hmm. I was. And I try not to get too sensitive about it, but I I made a list. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> a, I I send this list. Have you seen Flight of the Concords? No, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, I haven't seen that one either. It's super hilarious, and it's a it's a comedy show. But in in this comedy show, one of the guys makes a graph called the friendship graph, and then he lists three or four people mm-hmm. and then he had they have this whole meeting about how brett is higher than jermaine on this friendship graph and he mm-hmm. talks about well you know brett did this and jermaine didn't do this so it's it's funny if you actually see this graph yeah it's it's funny to rate your friends that way mm-hmm. but i kind of think that's a good idea because sure. it's 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 kind of in line with the business rule you know the 80 20 business rule where your not so good friends take up a lot of your time mm-hmm. when your really good friends should be taking the, the ones who you it's, it's, it's a active mutual respect, mm-hmm. mutual benefit. Like they should be getting your time. If you have these individuals who all they do is suck money, suck time. Mm-hmm. It's like, why, why, why are you? I mean, I had this, I had this horrible friendship for about, three years with with a guy who I invested time and money because I was trying to help him with his career Mm -hmm. and it was a black hole I mean things it was a black hole of my time black hole of my money 
nothing and then nothing ever I mean, not that, you know, not necessarily that I was expecting a full return on my mm. investment, but Something. but the not even on a friend level was anything returned. Yeah. Not even on, you know, his time, mm-hmm. my my time it was uncondi- was I and this was my fault that I mm-hmm. let it turn this way. My my time was whatever was open. Mm. His time closed off and then i started you know after three years like an idiot i started thinking you know why am i here Mm -hmm. and and it's like if you have a if you if you have this type of relationship you there needs to be a a positive there needs i need to be getting some out of this and then just you know because i know you is not enough to warrant everything that i'm investing in because i truly cared yeah but if it's not reciprocated then i'm gonna stop investing i'm gonna yeah, stop so uh you giving, know, that giving you that giving you that energy yeah. so that's sort of how i treat right individuals which so, seems cold and calculating and not really because it's it's what, I, what i'm getting at is like it's again it's it's about okay i'm all about where somebody sits Okay, here's a better way to say it. I'm all about how somebody makes me feel. And that goes with friends, coworkers, relationships, everything. Because feeling is everything. We're all based off of emotions and feelings. So it's all about how this person's energy is going to be when they walk in a room. For example, if somebody were to come and you know, walk in right now, if you know the person, you instantly your mood will change depending on who it is. Oh, yeah. Whether it's your wife, whether it's somebody you don't like, whether it's no co- and Dude, it could be somebody you haven't seen in 15 years. They could walk in this room right now and you will get the same feeling that they left you with 15 years ago based on who they are as a person. So what I'm getting at is, is like there's certain people that are just lazy. They don't work hard. They're stupid, incompetent, all of these things. But they're not a bad person. Right. And there's people out there that are the opposite. (laughs) They're smart. They're intelligent. They're charismatic. They're physically gifted. But they're a terrible person. And so what I'm saying is, is like, there's people out there that have those differences. And so it's all about deciphering who those people are, where they're just, okay, I love this person. They're a good person in my life. And we kind of have these characteristic issues that I also have my own issues that we can work through and be better people on the other end. Where there's other people and you're just like, yo, I heard about X, Y, Z. I heard you did X, Y, Z. I I just can't fuck with that type of a person because that my, my soul or whatever you want to call it doesn't align with the direction that your soul is heading. Like there's certain people in my life, swear to God, I would rather sit across and have this conversation with Lucifer himself than that person. (laughs) Reason why is because I know what I'm getting with him. Right. I know that everything he's going to tell me is probably a lie. It's not true. He's going to try to coerce me, whatever the fuck, but there's other people in my life that I genuinely would feel uneasy. There's people in my life where I honestly believe if I went to a Seahawks game or a Mariners game, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I believe in this type of shit. And they were in that stadium in my facade. I truthfully almost feel like I would. There's people that are so, that have taken so much energy from me, energy for me in my life. That's taken years to get over or yeah. I just, just their presence would make me so uneasy to the point where I'd have to like leave the room. I believe that much in energy and like what people give off. Cause I, I don't know. I believe humans can be, hmm. 
I don't know, I have a lot of weird thoughts, I mean, if you want to get into that type of shit, but I have a lot of weird thoughts in terms of how life works and like being hunted in a way. But like, because here's how I put it, right? This is, where, this is where it gets funny. So if you, what's the fast and simplest way to put it? The ocean. When you go into the ocean and you are, you have a harpoon and you're going fishing, whatever the fuck, and you swim by a fish or you swim by a shark, it doesn't really think much about you, right? If you swim into a school of fish, they just go around you. They don't really think much about it. You're like, oh, here's just another being in the ocean yeah. because the ocean is so vast. I've never seen this specific creature before. It's a human, but like whatever. It's probably just another fish, right? So you don't think about it. We're in a foreign world. We can't breathe underwater. We can't talk underwater. You can't run. There's no escape mechanism. You can't even yell for help really underwater. Think about that. There's mm. nothing there for you that's positive. But we still go and do it when we go hunt there in this foreign land. So I just don't get why humans are so egotistical and think we're so above everything in the universe to think that we couldn't have that same interaction with other entities that are also in the universe that we live in. In the sense of like, we go in this uncharted territory that we don't understand that is very unfamiliar and we just disregard them. So if there was other things that were walking among us that were trying to get energy out of us, whatever the case may be, you wouldn't really be able to recognize them or you wouldn't understand it. Or you would just, okay, that's another human. You just disregard it. Like you could walk past anything, not necessarily demons, angels, or anything like that because no, I don't think religion has anything to really play into what I'm saying. But it's more so about I do believe there are things who walk earth who feed on people. And whatever facet you want to put that in to any degree you want to put that in. Mm. And also why I believe that is because if enough people believe in something, it just becomes true. The reason God exists is because enough people believe in God, right? Because if no one even have the idea ever of a specific God, whether it's Buddhism, Mormonism, whatever it is, then no one would believe in that specific religion. But enough people believe in it, it exists. I saw somebody on TikTok who believed they were a vampire. Dead fucking serious. Like, they truly believed that, had the teeth and everything. And I talked to him for 20 minutes. Everybody else was making fun of him, but I was so fascinated. I was like, why does this <laughs> random kid in London truthfully believe? In his heart, he truly believes in his heart. He's a fucking vampire. Yeah. That yeah. fascinates the shit well, out of me. I mean, it's mental illness. So No, right, 100%. <laughs> no, but 100%. But the fact that he believes it in his heart to be true fascinates me you know it's not because so there's a whole that group he of people it. you know what i mean it's that oh no he does it's there's always been those individuals who believe there's something else right right the only issue now is that <clears throat> they're declaring it and then they want to be mm. they they want to be verified i don't even know that's not, that's not the word word they want validation mm. for it that's that where sense. that's where the issue. I mean, you can believe what you want. You can believe so whatever. Is it a fair argument then to say that's why religion was started was to control people and to get them to follow rules and do certain things? Because at the end of the day, it's all ideology, right? So if somebody believes that they're a vampire, how who who's to say that that's wrong? But then some guy walked on fucking water. So everybody believes some guy can turn water into wine. But if some kid on TikTok sees a vampire, that sounds crazy. So some guy can fucking feed people with one fish. Some guy can walk on water. We can go to moon. Go to the moon. We can do all of these things, two fish and but two the loaves, second, I think. yeah, uh, yeah, bread or whatever. So, but then you could take all of that. I'm not even saying that's not true. All I'm saying is yeah. that's true though. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, millions of people believe that, that somebody walked on fucking water, even though it's never happened again. You understand this? Billions of people through time have believed that. But the second some kid just believes he's something different, all of the sudden it's like some weird abstract thought or like Bigfoot. 
I, I think it's it makes more sense that fucking werewolves and Bigfoot exist than God would exist if you break it down to a very simplistic form. I'm not saying either of these are true at all because I believe in a God and all that type of shit. All I'm trying to say is I think we should just be more accepting to hearing why somebody... I don't think the kid's a vampire. I don't believe... Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he's actually fucking Dracula, but I'm so, so, so fascinated why you went through so much trauma, why you're hurting so bad, most likely, why you have all of these fucking issues, why no one listens to you, why no one believes in you, and you weren't athletic, you're not creative, you don't have these other avenues that other people are blessed with, and you don't think that, so you resort to having fucking teeth and going on TikTok. But I figured out art. I was an athlete. I had other avenues. If I didn't have these avenues, I would be some kid on TikTok with well, vampire teeth. I mean, that's you get the million-dollar question. Right. I mean, that, that that is the... And then uh, I was going to start rebuttaling against the religion thing. Uh-huh. But, I mean, you said you believed in a God. So like my first question so. was, like, what is your God... Where did Where did your God come from? What does he do? How I look at it... This is good. I have, okay. If I had to give a straight up answer where we came, fuck, I don't even have the smartest. I just think we were put here by something. Now, mm-hmm. what that is, I personally don't believe that I know, but I'm open to everything. I'm open to Muslim people, Christian people. I, I, I don't think that I have all the answers. And that's what's fascinating to me about religion. There's so many religions, but more like they have the right one. And I'm really intrigued by that, by what makes you Lydia think about how interesting that is. You could have a synagogue over here. You could have a church over here. You could have a fucking, I don't know. Another one would be, but you could have shit everywhere. Temple, temple. There we go. Mosque. You could have all that shit, but they all believe that they're correct. And that's what fascinates me about religion the most. It's not if it's right or not. It just fascinates me. that You could have four people sitting here. I mean, all from different facets of life. That's uh, you know what I mean? I mean, that's a pretty straightforward answer. Mm, and that's because of... religion mm-hmm. is different than having a relationship with God. So for example, if you grew mm. up just the word Christian, right? The mm. word Christian is a, it's a huge term right. because under Christianity, there's every Protestant type of religion, the, mm. the Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostals, right? There's all, they're all there. But all of those religions, because religion, let's put it this way. Christianity is the idea. Religion is the business. So Ooh, that's a good way to put so it. Methodist, Ooh, I like how you put that, though. Methodist, if you're in a mall, right, you're, in, you're in the mall of Christianity. <laughs> mm, okay. Inside the mall, you're going to go to interesting dude the methodist store or the baptist store that's a really good example those are mm. those are ideas that a person or a group of people came up with and said we want to stick to these principles because we believe that we believe xyz Mm-hmm. And then the Pentecostals say we want to. So, for example, Pentecostals focus on Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? That's their big thing. Is they they're big on the Trinity, big on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Methodists are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And then you have Catholicism, and then you have Martin Luther, who called out Catholics, who called mm-hmm. out the Pope for for a bunch of stuff, mostly being able to pay to have your sins forgiven. So he said, you know what? I don't like this aspect of Christian of, of Catholicism. So I'm gonna go on my own and mm. create Mormons. So then there was a group of people who turned to Mormonism. That is 
that is religion. Right. Religion is the business of Christianity. If you strip it all down. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make you quite. Uh, so, so you, here's what's fascinating, <clears throat> though. This is this is exactly what it, like. That's the best way I've kind of ever heard of it. it heard it explained to me. But then at the same time, that doesn't make you question it more. Like, doesn't it fascinate you? It doesn't fascinate you. No, that, like, because I I believe. Yeah, what do I, you believe? I guess is the best way, better way to put it. Though. I believe that. What do you think? Who's your God? I guess is the best. Way. <laughs> well, I, I went way. to. Uh, I went to a Pentecostal church mm-hmm. for my whole young life, and then I went to a Christian school, and I also went to a Lutheran school. Right. So I've I've had a lot of religion thrown at me. Mm-hmm. And even in, you know, even if I were to have my childhood pastor here, he won't tell you that only Pentecostals are going to make it to heaven, right? Because that's mm-hmm. the that's the finish line. That's where everyone yeah. who believes anything is uh, is where they want to be. They want to be right. when they die or when whatever apocalyptic event happens. You want right. to be in heaven. M- my pastor would not say only Pentecostals are going to heaven. Now, my, <laughs> I was going to, my C word of my ex-wife, okay. <laughs> she was a Jehovah's Witness mm-hmm. and they're in, they're Looney Tunes. They're, it's, it's, an, it's basically a cult. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because they will isolate you from your family mm-hmm. if you don't say or do or behave in a certain way. Even within their own congregations, the way they punish you if you do something wrong, like, uh, for example, the people who knock on your door on Saturdays, Mm -hmm. like they have to do that. And if for whatever reasons they they don't do it, there's it's punitive, like it's they, they punish people. Well, anyway, they believe that Jehovah's Witnesses believe that. Out of the 7 billion people that are on earth, there's only going to be 144,000 people that are going to actually, quote unquote, make it to heaven. See, I missed out on that. But so, yeah. th- that, but that's what I mean, though. So then why would I believe in that? So like my well, whole you thing wouldn't. is like, you But then you have to so go then, back and look at the origins, right? Right. The origins of Jehovah's Witness. And one of my really, really good buddies is a Mormon. But even Mormonism. Mm. The origins of it are, they're hilarious. They're bizarre. Well, that's they're so what I bizarre. Mean. But to it's, them, they're not. That's my point. But to them, it's right, dude. That's what I'm saying. To them, you're fucking stupid. I'm is, stupid. But, they're right. So but who this gives is where a, a little bit of, come on now. Like with no, the, but, but that's my point, the, dude. But that's not what they're thinking. To I, you, no, they're thinking the opposite. So that's why it fascinates me so much. You're absolutely right. Uh, although although th- we're not talking about... We're, I don't. We're not talking about tens and tens of millions of people that believe in these things, right? It's still right. the you well. Know, that one's relatively new. There, the the Jehovah's Witness, the the Jehovah's Witnesses became the Jehovah's Witnesses because their founder claimed to have translated mm. the Bible and found discrepancies with the King James version. So they have their own version of the Bible that this dude did, even though he had no qualifications to translate a Hebrew and Greek Bible. Mm-hmm. So you're basically just believing you're like a Scientologist because L. Ron Hubbard was a science fiction writer and he created Scientology. Right. This guy, what's his name? It's not Joseph Smith. It was uh, someone else. 
So he know. wrote this book, and it's like, okay, now come and be a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. And the Mormons, they were Joseph Smith, and Joseph Smith believed that uh, Angel came down and gave him the Bible in gold tablets, and that was the real Bible. And then after he finished translating it or writing it, then mm. God took this gold back up to heaven. So that's why he has no proof of where these words actually came from. I mean, right. Okay. No, I get all that. But <laughs> yeah. But I guess what I mean is you're, I, what you just described, your mm. confusion, hesitancy um, has been around forever, but right. all of these religion say- businesses were just made by dudes that's my point. So then why? why would I really, so like, why would I not believe what Elijah believes? And why would I just believe <clears throat> because, some guy who comes to my door? Who's because all of these, right. All of uh-huh. these still have similarities. Right. They're still, so that's what the, they're still founded on certain values. So right. outside of Islam, because Islam does not share the same values as Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. They 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 share the same values. They they want you to be a good person. They want you to treat your neighbors well. They don't want you to ten commandments mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Like they don't want you to murder. They don't want you to steal. steal. They don't want you yeah. to covet. They Which don't want you sense. to do all these things. So there are similarities. So I don't know. No, I get in that my too. brain. In my brain is, and then and then. I mean, when I was a kid growing up in the in the Christian school, the, we had to read the Bible mm-hmm. and memorize a ton of it every week. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of Bible in my head. So you you can always just go back and you know read what the Bible actually says. Like Jesus right. was only around for he only preached for mm-hmm. three years. He was right. alive for thirty three years. He was only active for the last three years. He had 12 buddies who he walked around with. If you take what Jesus actually said in the Old Testament, it's very few words that that were actually recorded. So, you know, it's funny. Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, no. So it's it's all of these religion businesses have extrapolated their 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 ideas off of right. these few pages exactly well and then you so, have to take into old you know what that sounds like to me and i hope people don't get mad i hope you don't get offended <laughs> by this no i mean this like wholeheartedly so everything i just explained to you right everything yeah. that i've been through the reason for me that just sounds like somebody a business guy in a suit in a pyramid scheme is what religion sounds like to me in a sense because yeah. how you described it was right these are this is what kind of what was just described and here's the thing I have, like, it's hard to explain because I don't care what anybody thinks. Like, if you believe it, I, I just don't give a flying fuck. But my thing is, like, we just explained about, like, the mall, how it's a business, all of these types of things. And how that was kind of explained was just, like, okay, here's some guy who, let's say back then he had, like, that version of a suit and tie and he had a nice haircut. So people believed in what he said. And he was just a dude who looked the part who fits the mold. And so now you have this guy who's, like, hey, I thought of an idea. If I tell people these 10, if I tell, but I do believe 
a lot of those things are good. But if I tell people to do X, Y, Z and instill enough fear in them, if they don't do these things, they're going to go to hell. Like I have siblings who are gay. So is she going to hell? So should I just fuck her off? You see what I'm saying? I know this is a whole different <clears throat> bag of worms conversation. Yeah. But my point in saying that is just like, it just seems like how that was like some guy could have just got 12 of his buddies together and could have just been like, Hey, I'm going to write this book, this manifest, and we're just going to tell everybody that this is how it goes. Now that's not how it happened. But like, I don't know, the more people talk about it, it just seems to me also the experiences I've dealt with in life, how people that I've known so close and other things that just what they will do to other people. This guy also called me, you know what he said to me? He goes, I'll never forget this ever. We're on a conversation about two weeks ago. And he says, Elijah, I don't care if my managers and my employees don't like me as long as they produce, which I understand why you would say that from a business perspective. But in my head, I go, okay, so what Elijah just heard was you're okay to use people for financial gain, regardless whether or not if they like you, but you can do both. You can have people who like working for you and also make you money, which I would argue is actually probably going to help your business long term if they like mm -hmm. you. So it's just like I get what he's saying by that. But if people exist like that, like they'll just kind of use people for gain. Then I just kind of well, look at a lot of they're things not and, using people. For, he's not using them for gain because he's compensating them. He is, but it's not necessarily fair, mm -hmm. let's say. Mm -hmm. So it's like, OK, so let me put it this way. If you have people who like talk shit about you all the time, like talk about your wife, yeah. talk about your kids, say you shouldn't be in the position that you're in and talk down on you all the time. The point that I'm getting at is why would you want those people to work for you? Well, better question is you why would saying? those people want to be there? See, but this is the exact conversation <laughs> I'm trying to have with these people. Exactly. So why is anybody working? There? Well, because That's exactly my point, because be they're making money, right? Well, yeah. So then it comes down to money. Exactly. So this is my whole point of saying that. What you obviously care about money. You don't care about people. You, that's obviously all you care about. Because if you literally just told me, you understand what somebody just said? I don't care if they like me. That's like us being business partners. And mm. I could give a fuck if your wife likes me, your kids like me, or if you like me. Yeah. But as long as we're making money, that's fine. And that's okay to live your life that way if that's what you believe. Yeah. That's fucking fine. I don't look at life that way. But that's, you know, but it, that's not. That's business, I abnormal. guess. But, that's normal. But that's the problem I'm trying to get to yeah. is that that's normal. Why is that a normal thing to say? Why is it normal for me to sit across from you right now and tell you to your face, well, I, mean, I could pretty, give a fuck if I like you or easy, not? That's pretty easy, though. But, I mean, because you don't... If, right. as a, I mean, we've sort of switched now to a, a conversation about capitalism. But True. it's Which I like capitalism. You know. <laughs> I'm here but for it. The, well, because you have to be... And actually, I was listening to... So I, I have a new client mm -hmm. and he's a leadership coach. And this guy. Do you care if he likes you? Let me ask you. Would you care? Would that bother you if he was saying that? No. It wouldn't bother if he was talking like shit about your wife or anything? Well, no. There's a difference between someone in a, in a professional setting. Uh -huh. There's a difference between not actively not liking versus no, just shit. not friendly. That's what I mean. Like, what, if they were, what if you heard he was talking negatively about your wife? That wouldn't bother you? Well, well, no, because well, okay. First, I wouldn't put myself in that situation. Let's say you because ended I, up doing it. I I try to be perfect with my clients. I right. try to be as professional as I can. So, and then I separated. Like they they only one of my clients uh, two have ever been to my home or have met my wife. Mm -hmm. It's like that's I keep it I keep it separate. Well, that makes perfect sense. I get it in that sense. But what I'm saying is like. 
I see. So you see, you think differently than me. Then even so, if you had somebody, I would never, I would never ever have anybody work for me who would talk negatively about my wife. I would never think twice. But as you as the somebody, boss, or you yes, as the employee, me as the boss. Because why are you talking fucking shit about my wife, dog? I employed you. Like, I'm doing all this stuff. We're trying to build this company together. Why is my wife's name in your mouth? That makes no sense to me. If anything, it should be business. That's one. That's what I'm, I'm getting so at. So if you if are, you're talking about work, that's one thing. Yeah. But if you're attacking my wife, <clears throat> fuck you. You're not going to work for me. That's if, how I would look at it. If you're a boss. Uh-huh. And you have that type of work environment. Mm-hmm. Again, that's still that's your fault because you've right. created this culture where because that's okay. You don't care about people and you only care well, about no, but money. The, that's no, what I think. But no, that is there's a clear separation between gossip right. and being professional. It's like what type right. of work environment is this? Like if right. this if this is an office environment, mm-hmm. eh. Or I'm sorry, if, if, yeah, what type of work environment is this? Like, are these supposed to be professional people? Yeah. I mean, they wear suits every day and they take 400 grand from people and put in their savings accounts and retirement and, accounts. I mean, they're, then they do cocaine no. and then fuck people's <laughs> wives. I just don't understand it how this is okay with people. But I, it, I just don't understand. I don't it. see why. Well, f- you see, unless this, yeah, I, I don't see how it would matter. I mean, because really? one, you can't control what other people say. You right. can though by how you treat people. No. So for example, no. Okay. Obviously, you can't you'll control never what be other able people to tr- say. You'll never be able okay. to control how other people. I misspoke in that sense. Say. Okay. Obviously, you can only control yourself in this life. Yeah. I understand that. But what I mean is, like, there's people that I know in my life who, based on our interactions that I've worked with, that would never talk about me in that negative way. I mean, but there's probably plenty I, that will. Okay. I understand that, but then I wouldn't have those people work for me. So here's what my point. <clears throat> so well, you what's so well, if you this were is a, so if you is, were running, so it's really not that hard. Okay, I don't get why this is okay. So if I was running your podcast, let's say I was your sound person, yeah. you have me over to your house, whatever. I help you move. You have me over to your house. You cook me dinner. You do all of these nice things for me, right? Yeah. And then you find out on the flip side that the person that you hired or whatever is actively talking negatively about you and wants you fired from your position. Okay. I just don't understand outside of just only doing it for money, which is my whole point that this would only be for money. Why you would let that fly. Well, if he was saying, Liddy, he sits in your house and let's say he's sitting right here helping you with this and your wife comes here, all this shit. And you overhear that he's calling her fat or he's calling her whatever. And saying all of these things, so I did, just don't get why you would let that person work for you. So when somebody else could do the same so was job. was it a good relationship and then something made it different? Or, or all always? I'm saying is because okay. it deserves, well, it deserves a conversation. So it does, if, I, if as a boss or as a manager, right, that type of negativity amongst the team, right, needs to be dealt with. So the question, exactly. So the question is, that's my point. Is that, but then, the, then this is the Why a leadership. This is a leadership issue. It's a cancer, right? So you need to, you need to ask. It's like, what is going on here? And it's like, what is the problem? And if mm-hmm. it's just petty, if it's petty gossip and petty but hearsay, attacking your wife's not petty gossip. Well, let's just for the sake of labeling, it's right. petty. Then if and if and if and if the the boss or the person in charge says, okay, this type of conversation cannot Mm -hmm. be happening in this professional setting. Focus on your job. Mm -hmm. 
if you have time to be gossiping like this, then you're not paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Focus on your job. And if it keeps on, if it happens again, mm-hmm. then yes, that which it is does around is. Okay. So then that's, so, so that's exactly my point. Dude. So there he's letting, yes, that's exactly my point. The, he's letting it. He so knows about it. Yes. That's my point. <laughs> So he knows about it. This is exactly my point. Well, he knows about it. I see what it. you're saying now. Yeah, exactly. It it's could fucked just up. Be. I mean, no, 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 no. Let me, you want me to give you a specific example? This is real life. I'll give you like specific yeah. shit, dude. Well, this is it, real shit. The, 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 what they're saying doesn't matter. What, what it's the matters culture. is why he's allowing that's it. That's my, dude, that's my whole point I've been trying to say. <laughs> and it goes back to the month. That's what I was, that's what I was fucking saying. Yeah. Is this though? Is like you said, gossip's gonna, dude. I run a, I get it. People gossip to yeah. me about other models all the but time. There's, there's, I get how it goes. But my point is, but they're not gossiping about these other models saying that they shouldn't work here and attacking their boyfriends, saying their boyfriends are fucking stink or whatever the fuck. You, there's a difference between like, hey, Britney did XYZ. I don't really like Britney because she like took my mascara or whatever the fuck versus, hey, Britney fucked my husband. That's what I'm, I and mean, you know about it. And then you skip over it because they yeah. make you money. That's my point. It's like, you know, it's going on. You know, they talk about you and your family in this way. And it's been told to you by not just me, multiple other people. And then you tell me, I don't care if people like me or not, as long as they produce. That's when I drew the line. Yeah. Cause there's a difference between, Hey, I don't like this guy. We don't get along versus this right. person's malicious no, to me. And I'll keep right. them around because they're making me money. And I mean, th- there's still a whole lot to unpack there because if, if someone is causing that much strife and is that toxic, you would think then they're not producing. They, so either he's either he's grown accustomed to, or he has a false idea of what producing actually is that part which means that he's just not understanding his business because it, there, there is no way that Lincoln. someone who is this way is mm-hmm. a, is, is, uh, and he's not dude. See, this is what I'm saying. Well, right. So that's Never a leadership, it's field. a leadership issue, exactly. which is what I was mentioning my new client because he's, uh, he's a leadership coach mm-hmm. and man, we can talk about this for so much longer. Oh, I can. and he's, uh, if if you watch stuff on Instagram, there's so many entrepreneurs who, like what we were saying before, they just talk about dumb stuff, but don't actually mention any right. any res, any results. Like one of the or even trying. One of the funny ones that I really love is the <sighs> are the guys who tell you to start an LLC for everything. Yeah, yeah, all the time you just write it. It's like that's not how it works exactly. <laughs> it's like start an LLC, then and, you do a, a a C corp. Right. And then you hire your kids and you pay them twenty four thousand right. dollars a year and then you change everything right. over to your house and then you get a thirty thousand dollar loan so that you can <laughs> and then never once in any of these, do they actually talk about generating the revenue to pay for all of these? Yeah, I was about things. to say. It's yeah. like, how are you? What are you selling? Like, what? What do you? What's your business? Like, what's, what's your, your business? Yeah. It's like they're just telling you to. Well, anyway. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, there's so many of these, but my 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 the client that I'm working for now is really really aware that that's no, there's no value in that, mm. and so and and then his background is 22 years in special ops. Right. And can't talk about most of the stuff that, you know, you know, that he did. And one of the interesting things of uh, when he when he and he was deployed like five or six times, he talks he when he mentions his days in the as a uh, 
Green Beret, he calls it his work. He says, my past work, my old work. And mm -hmm. I, 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 that's a really interesting, I find that extremely interesting that he's calling it work and coworkers. And, and anyway, so he's, we're, we're trying to make leadership content that isn't douchey and isn't just full of truisms and isn't full of, of, uh, you know, just telling people that they're great because if you're a leader, mm -hmm. you have to be harsh at times. You, of course. you, it can't all be flowers and roses. It of can't all be. So <laughs> what I was going to say is that this person mm -hmm. needs to hire my new client as a business right. coach yeah. so or as a leadership coach, because <laughs> you know, you have to, and this also... is, and this is, I'm, I'm not a leader of anything. Uh -huh. I'm a leader of this podcast mm -hmm. and I'm a leader of my backyard and uh -huh. what flowers I'm going to put in. Yeah. I don't lead anything. Um, but my client is a true bona fide leader. And then he mm -hmm. says that you have to, that, that leadership is something that you have to practice every day you and you have to be self-aware, mm -hmm. uh, and you have to train yourself and think about the, the you know, you, you have to think about best outcomes for both like I was saying earlier, you know what I mean? You got to yeah. be able to look at things and see how it plays. Like, for example, yeah. that whole scenario I just told you about, here's what I'm getting at. I'm smart enough to understand by what you just said in the long run, that's not going to fly. You can't you can't run a business like that oh, yeah, it's in not the sustainable. long run. That's what I mean. And right. also, here, let me add two more things to this story so it makes a little bit more sense. First thing is, when I started working at this company, I was there for a year and three months. There were seven other people who worked there when I started. None of them are still there. Yeah. I mean, so that's, they're all gone. Yeah. And then the second thing is you have to keep in mind, this is somebody that I've known for over 10 years who I looked up to, who I really valued their opinion. I looked up to as like a second father to me. Mm. So that's why it's different when somebody says something like that, because yeah. then that tells me you'll use me. That tells me you don't care if I like you as long as I make you money. And I'm not cool with that. I get that that's how like business world works and maybe that's how Bezos. I get how that's how you big wig business guys might be. And I'm not even necessarily saying that it's all I'm saying is Elijah doesn't operate that way. Yeah. Elijah would never have a company. Let's do a podcast because we all know the people. Let's do Joe Rogan. Jamie been there for a long time. So this manager has been with this company for a long, they've known this guy for, let's say, six to 10 years, almost as long as probably Jamie and Joe. Perfect example. Let's say Joe finds out that Jamie is talking about his wife behind his back. You would have to, that's a real no, conversation. He would, yeah, to have. he would can him right away. That's my point. Because yeah. yeah, he's good at what he does, but he, Joe is so big now that somebody could easily and gladly take that role. Right. And if you found out that somebody you've known for five to 10 years is talking shit about your wife behind you, but I can't have you work for me. Joe would not get on his podcast and say, and verbatim, that's what this guy said to me. And Joe would never verbatim say, I don't care what Jamie says about me as long as he makes me money. Now, when I put it in that context, it sounds crazier because so when it's somebody, you a, know, is this a sales job? Yeah. It's a sales job, of course, insurance. Okay. So it's obviously I mean, a dog eat dog I can world. See, I, I hate being devil's advocate. No, but. you're right. I get what you're saying, dude. I get it in that. But again, as somebody I care, but that's the yeah, whole point is right. like in you're, a normal you're, you're, world, you have emotional investment. Exactly. In yeah. That's what I was also trying to tell other people is like in a normal world, that's sales. I get it. It's a dog eat dog world. Yeah. But I know you, bro. Like I look at you as a second. So that's why it hurts me is because yeah. I know you. If it's when a normal world, I get it. you have that emotional investment, but, I, it, but you man, know what I mean? Um, I'm going to recommend you read this book called 
Um, the Stoic. Uh, is that what it's called? Let's take a gander here. Yeah, because that's the thing. Where like a lot of the things I talk about, like in a normal world, aren't that crazy. You know what I'm saying? But when it's somebody close to your heart, it's like, dude. And I guess this is more so what I mean. I never thought you would say something like that. That's why it changed me so much. Like if this is some normal random business guy that I've I've known for a year, I wouldn't really like be that crazy if you said that. Yeah. But the fact that I've known you for so long and I never thought of you in that light, it just makes me that it was like that shock of like, whoa. Yeah. I didn't think you were like that. I <laughs> knew other people were like that. Man, we can talk about this you know? for so much longer. Well, I love because about that. I've uh I don't I don't let people disappoint me because my expectations are right almost none like I don't expect that's me for most I don't expect much from just about anything it's like I Mm. expect my wife to love me and support me right and that's the most important thing Mm -hmm. and my you know and my one and a half one and three quarter friends who Mm. I expect support or you know but other than that, I expect so little, I own nothing from anyone else. I so if same. you don't, if you don't give, if you don't set an expectation, right, that people are going, that people aren't going to, right, to abide to to meet, it just saves yourself disappointment. Yeah. I get that one hundred percent. It's I, like I don't know why people, I don't know why people put politicians on pedestals. I don't know why people put celebrities yeah, or same. athletes on pedestals. It's like we can admire, you know, we can, first of all, I hate LeBron James with. Oh, don't do my, this to me. Oh, that's a, oh God, we're going to be here for we, five we, hours. We, we <laughs> talked about this before. <laughs> True. But uh, I hate LeBron James, but Ugh. it's like, I can, I can look and see his game and say, man, Respect it or whatever. LeBron has the ability to travel so effectively and not get called for travels. <laughs> I will admit those, that, that is commendable. That one shot looks a little shady. I won't lie. You know, I can do that, but LeBron's politics. First of all, I don't care. And then mm. two, the, from what I do read, he's an imbecile. Mm. <laughs> right. I like to laugh at him, but then on the contrary for Jordan, who I will always love. Right. I don't care about his politics like either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and and Jordan is smart enough to know that his politics don't are matter. personal. Well, they matter to him. To him, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you keep those inside. That's what and you're then saying. You you know, you know, and, and and don't speak out of turn. Yeah. Without really knowing, and you know, he 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 keeps it that way. I mean, and that's it's really only a negative to talk. It's that like much. Why, I I will never have. I will never be disappointed by an athlete mm-hmm. because I'm not, I don't have any expectation. Like yeah. I'm a huge cycling fan and oh, I have cool. been for a very, very long time. Probably yeah. one of the coolest things that uh, my wife and I have ever done is we were in Paris in 2005 mm-hmm. and we were standing al- alongside the Champs-Élysées mm-hmm. and that's where the Tour de France finishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do laps around it. Um, and so I got to see Lance win his seventh tour, probably the most mm. awesome, one of the coolest things I've ever done. And, uh, I would have debates with someone that I worked with about how he thought that Lance was a big doper mm-hmm. and, you know, did PEDs and cheated for his seven years. And I, 
I defended him. I'm like, no, he's mm. just really good, really good, really good. And then, uh, you know, my thoughts, they didn't change, they didn't change, but I started, you know, as I got older and stopped caring less about what other like the external things that were happening. Mm-hmm. When Lance finally came out and said, <laughs> I cheated. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, you're like, oh, I got <laughs> I'm like, all right. Like, right. Still know, good. My though. identity isn't based right. off of uh, how much how, I love Lance. Yeah. And a lot of people, their identity right. is just so ingrained in yeah. these ideas. And when anything happens, they just don't know how to deal. Yeah. So it's like, man, but read this book called The Daily Stoic. Uh, I'll I think show I've it heard of it actually, too. I keep saying that, but I do think. <clears throat> I think that uh, a lot of the things one. that we've spoken about and some of your mm-hmm. ideas on how you do stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you'll you'll like that because it's the Daily Stoic mm-hmm. is a collection of writings of Marcus Aurelius, Ep- Ep- Epicus, Seneca, and like one other two, two dudes. Mm-hmm. And it's not a book that they wrote. It's ideas taken from their daily journals. Oh, interesting. I see. So it's uh, so stoicism it's like is a, thoughts is in a, a book, philosophy. In a so it's it's a it's a philosophical idea right. where in a, a lot of it is you can't if you can't change it, don't worry about it. That's yeah. you can't control it. Don't, don't worry about it. it. Focus on what you can do. Uh-huh. Like today's or yesterday's idea was things that you think are a disadvantage. If you th- try to think of them and find something to turn it into your advantage. That's how, yes. I like that. Like That's those, like those types it. of ideas basically move forward, move forward, progress, take what you mm. can implement, do don't procrastinate. Don't be lazy. Have inter inter Thoughts in a perspective, uh, interperspective, yeah, interspective thoughts. Big words. <laughs> I'm like, go big words. Like they're all, they're all of this. I think that uh, you would dig it, and it's, it's not a should. book, book. It's basically you read one page and you read, read one this. idea a day, and then uh, yeah. the author just expounds on it a little bit. Right. I think that you would dig it. Um, oh, and I. Okay, sorry. Keep going. No, no, I was gonna. Oh uh, no, because I like that too. Because go back to what we were talking about. Like I've dealt with a lot of things from people. Who, who are close. So stuff like that helps a lot because I've had to change how I think about things because people I feel like so close to me have done certain things where it's forced me to think how I just thought about that last situation. So if somebody that close to me would talk to me in that way, and if I've dated people who are so close to me who enjoyed inflicting pain on me, then what's a stranger going to do to me? So when I've well, dealt with not things, care. That, more than, but, but the whole point is, it's like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I always understood that. But yeah. when it's people who are close to you that yeah. don't care to that degree, kind of like what you're saying, the people right. closest to you, those opinions, when one of those people ends up, you know, doing something to you that really affects you in that way, it just kind of changes your outlook on how yeah. you, I mean, you have to be guarded situations, right? It's healthily guarded. Yeah. Like you have to be guarded in a healthy way right. where you don't turn into a very, very negative and angry person yeah. towards you have everything, to be but open enough to be receptive to others, letting them in a little bit, but then very carefully. So on because who you kind of let, right. Cause yeah, I mean, and we can talk about that forever too. Cause last year yeah. I tried last year, I tried to help a family member and <sighs> it was, it, it wasn't all horrible, but I made 
some initial mistakes and how I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And then one of my really good friends, Trisha, she, um, she, I was venting to her. It's like, oh, this person, this and this and this. And then uh, Trisha just looked at me and she goes, were you asked for help? Did this person say, can you please help me X, Y, Z? And then I just said, no. And then she's like, you idiot. Mm-hmm. Then why are you freaking out over this? <laughs> yeah, no, that's an interesting <laughs> it's like, one. Though. You are putting your, this is your own doing. Yeah. You can't put people, you can't, this is what we said before. You can't make people do what you want. Yeah. You can't control how they feel or what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. So then I sort of just, not that I stopped caring, but I turned it more into a professional relationship and Mm -hmm. set expectation. And uh, yeah. And, and once I did that, the other person wasn't capable of meeting up to that expectation and it, it it didn't work out. Now Mm -hmm. did that experience, will it prevent me from opening my home to others in the future? Like, yeah, like it's going to have to be, uh, it's going to have to be an extraordinary circumstance to where I do that. But yeah, it, it, it's all, it's all weird. Well, Elijah. Right. Yeah. I just got to, yeah, my charges, I just got to charge my phone and everything. Thank you so much for coming. We had no, a two yeah, hour conversation. Dan, that was already two hours. That was two hours. Wow. Let's get one more can we, last. I want to hear, cause I want your advice on marriage. Get married. I want thing you to. Can do. I can't wait to have a fucking kid, dude. I can't wait. In due well, time. For, well, you know first what I mean? Of all, in due time. It I is mean, extremely commendable. Right. That you're saying married, then have a kid. Yeah, dude, I can't wait to have a family. Oh my gosh. I you don't understand. I watch videos about kids all the time. Nothing gets me more excited than having fucking little kids. I don't know why. I just I just the concept of having fam I don't know I love it like a wife a kid and all that kind of stuff it gets me excited because I, I I don't know I I need I don't need it but I like having that thing you know that truthfully gives you fam- I don't think that's the point of life is to have a family in my opinion my you know we opinion. should probably but, well you'll come back yeah I'll be back I'll, let's I'll, come back because this is a rude I think this is a really important topic I can almost do a whole episode and on just there's that. so much there's so much attention being put right now to High value man, high value woman. Oh, this is a good time. Yeah, you know? this is funny. And I definitely have thoughts, and they're not either one. Right. You know, um, who? What was this guy's name? Samuel. Oh, 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 oh why am I blanking on his name? Oh my gosh, he Kevin died. Samuel. Yeah, yeah, he's, black guy. He's dead, but man, his right. his he has some hitters he, in there. I ain't gonna what lie. He, what he has uh, produced through the years is gonna live on forever and ever. It will. It's like. Is he well? In my opinion, right. he's wrong on a whole lot of things, right. but dead on on others, you know. And with the younger kids, even them watching Andrew Tate or any of the the, mm. the Tate brothers, it's right. some of it dead on that needs to be other stuff. Douchey, absolutely right. Toxic, probably exactly. un, unproductive. Yes, right. but you can extrapolate. A lot of ideas from, or even exactly. there, there's a female podcaster named Pearl. Pearl. Yeah, yeah. Just Pearly. Yeah, Pearl's like funny. she's, she's very insightful. But again, a lot of the, some of the things she says, right. are just that they're just for shock value. Yeah, it's for attention. Yeah, like, just, that, like you can't she actually says, believe. It. Yeah, when she says that women shouldn't be able to vote, like that's dumb. Yeah, you're like that's okay. you're just the you're just what sense you know, does that make? You're just trying to be a right. the you know a female redheaded version and of Andrew Tate. Tate. Yeah. yeah. 
and it's like much. I get it. Like the, you have to do those every now and then. And then even the whatever podcast or that yeah, other I've guy. Yeah, I've seen that one too. I've oh, who's that, that other guy? Too. I don't even know if he's black. He looks um, like middle from the Middle, middle East. Middle East. I think I know Buzzcut. Yeah. With a beer. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know his name, but yeah. see, those podcasts are fascinating to me too because it sucks because most people aren't smart, like like you know, like yourself, who can kind of decipher and kind of sift through what's through true it. or not. Right. What's true or not. And the thing that's fascinating is like so much of that is true and not because I've, you know, dated women who have been evil, vindictive, and I've actually dated a woman who told me she enjoys inflicting pain on me, you know, like that just crazy shit like that. So it gives you that weird space of like, there was a point in my life where you hate women, like all that type of shit. But then there's another point where you're just like, okay, well, obviously that's not all of them. That's mm. not true. And there's some that are good. Cause I met some that are good. Yeah. And it's men and women too, but yeah, that's a fun. Yeah, can of it's worms. A, but I mean, we can talk a lot about that. Yeah. We should probably stop um, on that note. Cause yeah, I'll but, go off for I will so say, long on that. I will say get married. I want to. It yeah. is. There's the statistics of what happens to to men when they get married. Mm. They're just there. It's like the, right. you're like everything bad that could potentially happen to a man mm-hmm. is decreased exponentially when they get married. Right. So, but get married. Yeah, no, it sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a plan married. for sure. I want myself awesome. a little boot Well, thank you so much for I coming. We had you. a great conversation. Yeah, that flew. Um, That's crazy. It's, tell it's us, uh, tell us where to find your. Oh yeah, we didn't um, even talk about the brand, man. Yeah, like, fuck, we did. But we sometimes just got, it's okay to just. No, that's good. I mean, we just riffed. You know like, what I mean? So that's a good. That's a good conversation. Yeah. Um, no, Elijah Nickel Six is Instagram for personal, then Liberate Fashion now, or underscore Fashion. I just changed it. Is for the brand and everything. Um, I guess one thing I did want to say to everybody going off of that was a quote that I heard uh, yesterday. And it was a guy talking about building a brand and building a business. And what he said was, you need to find people that care and then create good work that matters to them. And I love the way he said that yeah. because it's all about if you think of Noble, the CrossFit brand, or if you think about um, Nike or anybody else, they saw their people that they wanted to sell to their market and then they designed their stuff around those people and brought them good products for them so for me now doing hand-drawn graphics for the edm space it's i just want to make good quality hand-drawn graphics of the things and artists of people that you guys enjoy right so it helped me figure out like okay i have this niche i have this thing now i just need to focus on how do i create good work for them so if anybody's listening whether it's art podcasting or anything else Figure out who it is and then figure out how you can create good work for those specific people. And then if it grows big enough, it spills over. So Noble, I think, just sponsored like an NBA event. So now they're doing that type of stuff. When they started out, it was kind of a CrossFit thing. So if you grow big enough and if your stuff's good enough, other people will see and they'll just want to come in and be a part of that. So that's just a big thing that I just wanted to share. No, that's awesome. And the best way to put it too. You have to know your... You have to know right. your demo. You have to know who your customers are and right. cater to them. And he said your brand. This is where it really hit me real quick. Is this is the biggest one for me. Is he said this. He goes, you've never seen one, but if you went to a Nike hotel, you know what it would look like. Like yeah. you could picture a Nike hotel in your brain oh, yeah. without them ever building one. He's like, that's how you need to do your brand in anything. Mm. Like you need to be able to do like a car wash, a hotel or different types of things. And people would know that it's your thing. And yeah. that also helped me really just like, okay, I need to be able to transfer everything I'm doing kind of to anything. So yeah. Yeah. Just hey man, that that's, yeah. Okay. If that could be bottled Get me off up, here. <laughs> that would be, people would pay 10 million bucks to be able to create stuff like that or to, right. to create something that is going to be 
Exactly. Yeah, like, we can talk so much more. Yeah, about I know. That. All right, like, get me out of here. I, you know what went into my brain right away was font. I love fonts. Me too. Yeah. So fonts the I've I mean I every documentary about fonts I tried documentaries to, I tried about to, them. Oh yeah. You should send me some. I actually, there's a documentary that, on drop. Helvetica. That is oh, just, how it started. Yeah, because I, I know which like one that is. It. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's brilliant. And then uh, James May. Dude, please send it because I have an art. I would need. This is actually really good that you said that. <laughs> James May. There was a segment on Top Gear UK where James May spoke to the woman who created the font for the UK uh, highway system. The ones that they uh, use on their on their highways, like the A4. Interesting. Like somebody there's, made there's Times somebody. New Roman, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I sat there and watched it. <clears throat> That's funny. That's well, good. all right, man. Yeah, yeah anyway. thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate you. <clears throat> uh, don't forget to follow, subscribe. I'm on every pot. Well, not everyone, but I'm on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Uh, check us out on, you can see this handsome fellow oh, on it. YouTube. Stop it. Uh, I'll put all of your Try links and, in the show yeah. notes and, and, and tag. Yeah, figure it out. And then the sponsors are... My boy Kelly, so I will link back to my boy Kelly, so you can support a local Seattle artist with his, um, with his what the the things that he's written, uh, and then Rancho Bravo Tacos, and then if you need to clean your sneakers, the sneakers friend. We didn't even talk about that, but we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah, shit. All right, thank you, everyone. Later. Adios. <laughs>